Hi, I'm Marty. Welcome to Light in My Eye Scripture Podcast. It only takes a few minutes to spend time in Scripture and feel and be the better for it. Come be refreshed by the Word. Good morning. Joy is a really big topic and there are going to be a lot of approaches. I totally get that. I want to discuss with you today one source of joy and my springboard is we'll be starting out in John 16 verses 20 through 22. Verily, verily, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow, because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish, for joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. So Jesus was telling the apostles about his own upcoming crucifixion, resurrection, and second coming. But just like his parables are so full of depth of meaning, I believe that we can find additional meaning and application of this passage. In episode four of this podcast, I talked about how inviting God into my life brings me joy. And that in that way, sorrow from the difficulties that I'm facing can turn into joy. Verse 21 talks about how there is pain that we feel like is worth it, quote unquote, worth it, because of what it helps us to have or become or to accomplish. But verse 22 is the one that I want to focus on. Jesus said, your heart shall rejoice and your joy no man taketh from you. And I got to thinking about that. Happiness seems to be something that can come and go. And even that somebody can come and rain on your parade or burst your bubble, right? Excuse me. I would like to explore one source of joy that no man taketh from you. I'm not trying to diminish the joy of seeing our Savior again. And we all agree that that the meaning of the verse that is there is true, but the scriptures are a springboard for exploring and learning more. So without taking away from the unending joy of seeing our Savior again, I'd like to explore what other sources of joy this verse can turn us onto. I believe that one source of joy that no man taketh away from you is knowing who you truly are and acting on it. Psalm 82.6 says, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. In Moses 1.13, it says, And it came to pass that Moses looked upon Satan and said, Who art thou? For behold, I am a son of God, in the similitude of his only begotten. And where is thy glory, that I should worship thee? In that moment of difficulty, Moses clung not only to the belief that he was a child of God, but also that he was patterned after the Savior. So, what does that mean? Let's look at John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So I have an episode on shining your light and that God has given each of us gifts to share and a mission to fulfill. So in our desire to follow in our Savior's footsteps, I want you to try a little exercise. Let's go back to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave, now fill in your own name, that, now fill in your mission. God gave you as a gift to the part of the world that you influence with a specific mission to fulfill. Now, turning back to the example of our Savior, in John 17, the Savior is praying his great intercessory prayer, and we see that his mission on earth is almost finished. In verse 4, we read, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And then later in verse 13, And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. So here's what I would like to suggest, guys. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus Christ had the joy of knowing that he was God's Son and had accomplished the mission that he was sent to earth for. And he wants us to have that joy as well. The joy of knowing that we are children of the Most High, sent here with our own missions that we are acting to fulfill. If Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy, I would like to suggest that that is the joy. The sense of strength and purpose from knowing that we are sent here with something important to do and the joy and satisfaction of searching out that mission and then doing it. So, give this some thought. How are you God's gift to the world? I know we use that phrase to talk about someone who is cocky and full of themselves, but I use that on purpose because I think we actually need to work on the tendency that we have to feel like knowing that we have something good to offer is prideful. The definition of humility that I totally love is that humility is recognizing truth and aligning yourself with it. So recognizing that you have something good to give to the world and acting on it is actually just as humble as seeing a flaw in yourself and working to correct it. So first comes knowing who you truly are. That is two parts. You need to know that you are a son or a daughter of God, and you need to know what your own God-given mission is. Then, when you know who you are and what you are here to do, you act on it. And that, my friends, brings the joy that no man can take away from you. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed these few moments thinking about scripture. To find the text for the verses we've discussed today, you can follow Light in My Eye Scripture Podcast on Instagram. Have a wonderful day, and may God's light shine in your eyes today.